Hey, Boneside friends. Just so you guys know, there is a little bit of explicit language in this episode. We had Tommy Lee of Motley Crew, and we had a little bit of fun here. So just as a fair warning. Hello, Bonsai friends. This is Evan Pardue of Underhill Bonsai, and welcome to episode 57 of Little Things for Bonsai People. And this time I am joined by one of my co-hosts, Mike Lane of Kitsune Bonsai. How's it going, Mike? Hey, guys. Going good. And also I have Carmen Lesko-Bienski, or a Carmen Let's Go-Bienski. How's it going, Carmen? Pretty good. And we also have two very special guests with us today. Firstly, the owner and operator of Kimura Bonsai Garden, Bob Pressler. How's it going, Bob? Great. How's it going? Very, very well. And as well, uh, we also have a very good friend of his, uh, the current, well, the drummer of Motley Crue and cultural icon Tommy Lee. How's it going, Tommy? Good, man. Good. How's it going? Excellent. Excellent. We're so happy to have you guys on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome. We're going to be talking about uh, basically, you know, Bob's experiences in bonsai, Tommy's experiences in bonsai, how he got into it, their current trip to Japan, which we're really excited to talk to him about. But before we get into it, I do need to mention that our podcast is sponsored by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com forward slash little things for bonsai people. Head on over there and become a bonsai best bud and hang out in the discord with these amazing people. Starting off our list with Tori Solis, Vicky Auth, Boyd Snellgrove, Ricky Ruins, Joshua Bentley, Snappy Chappers, Joel Jenkins, Justin Knight, Backyard, Bonsai Australia, Greenwich Gardens, Taylor Peacock, Chase Pertweet, Austin Atkins, Karen Codswell, NUN, Bonsai Garden, Louis Torres, AC Castle, Bonsai Marine, Joss Potts, Chris Fassoon, Timothy Arsenal, Randy Bennett, <laughs> Victrina Ridgeway, LaRon's Bonsai Yard, Nancy Hoffman, and Nate Murray. Uh, the right. list is just building up, um, and we're about to have to start breaking this up a little bit in the future. We're going to have one episode of uh, just shout-outs. I was just going to start doing shout-outs, but I think uh, once we hit that limit of like 30, we might have to do a randomized. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But also, I can't go much further without mentioning our editor, Matt O'Donnell. He makes us sound smart. He cleans up our audio. He makes us enjoyable to listen to. Go over to mattodonnell.com, fill out a contact form and start your own podcast show or engineering project with him. He's a set basis living in Nashville, and t- Tennessee, and he's an all-around awesome guy. It's in the script. I say it every single time. Thank you, Matt, for uh, for editing our show. So, yeah, let's let's get into it, guys. What I figured, I guess, uh, the first question, um, we'll start kind of, I, I want to know how you both got into bonsai. Um, I don't know this about Bob either, so I was wondering kind of, Bob, how did you kind of start in bonsai and how did you get Kimura started and then how did you meet Tommy and how did that kind of culminate you know I guess we'll start there okay one big long answer no uh, start when I just break it up we'll break, just it, break up. it down it's fine I started when I was 10 I got dragged to the book of the gardens I was a 10 year old kid I cared less about some stupid garden and it was the first nice Sunday after the winter so the last thing I wanted to do was get a little garden and my mom had a friend, Maggie, who I used to call Mount Maggie, because she had one of the big Marge Simpson hairdos. Yeah. <laughs> and her daughter, who I used to call Stupid Candy, because her name was Candy, and she was a girl, 
uh, went with us. And to make a long story short, I saw my first bonsai there at the Book Botanical Garden when I was 10. And it was a little Sergeant Juniper from Japan that signed said it was 225 years old. And that just blew me away. And I've been literally obsessed ever since. And that was when I was 10. And I'm 65 now, so there's a lot of obsession there. Oh, man. Cool. Um, starting Kamora, um, I moved to Los Angeles in 1984 and found like the center of bonsai in the United States at the time. Um, I was here like, I don't know, a couple of weeks and I ran into John Nata and kind of became befriended by him pretty quickly. And he introduced me to all the local bonsai clubs and stuff. And of course I found all the nurseries, which there are plenty of. And I became friends with a guy named Jim Kamara who belonged a nursery in Northridge. Um, 10 years or 12 years later, I came to the city, I had a gym one day, and there was a sign saying, for sale. And I like flipping out, like, Jim, why are you still on the nursery? And apparently he was sick, and um, his son didn't want to have anything to do with it, moved this mobile teacher, and yeah, the nursery business is, um, you know the joke about how to become a million there are bonsai, right? Start with two million. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the nursery business has definitely got to be a passion unless it's like, you know, some giant large-scale operation. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, I was a, a contractor at the time, a general contractor, and I had really good business, really good crew. That almost all my work was for two decorators that just spent people's money like crazy, and I hated it. And for some reason, I said to the gym, well, how much do you have to sell the nursery for? And he told me, and I should have known right then I was in trouble because my first thought was, wow, that's not that much. I mean, I don't have any money, but that's not that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was on a Wednesday. Um, over the weekend, I went. I couldn't get this idea in my head about owning a bonsai nursery and turning it into this like international bonsai school and you know all of this stuff. And so I went to the library and I got some books about writing a business plan. And I wrote a business plan. I figured I'd go to the SBA and see if I could get a small business law. And a friend of mine is a financial guy, so I asked him to read it over and tell me what he thought. And he read it and called me up laughing. And he said it wasn't a plan, it was a pipe dream, and, right. you know, tore the pieces. Like, like all bonsai plans. And he plans. said, but, <laughs> huh? Like all bonsai plans. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's true. Right. But then he said, but, you know, you might, you might actually be able to do this. Um, I don't think it'll be quite what you think it's going to be, but you might be able to do it and, you know, make some money. I'll loan it to you. I was like, what? And he offered to loan me the, the money to buy the business, buy the property. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was insane. So I called hmm. Jim Kamara up and I told him that I wanted to talk to him about buying the nursery. And at first he was really pissed because he thought I was just fucking with him. Yeah, because... <laughs> Yeah, as far as he knew, I was just a bonsai obvious. Yeah, I was a contractor. But I said, no, I'm serious. You know, I have some ideas. I have money. Let's talk. And we talked. He lowered the price of the business by 50%. Wow. Buy all the material and all that stuff. And sold me a half acre of land in the San Bernardo Valley for $110,000. Oh, wow. No Mm -hmm. way. One hundred and ten thousand. Yeah, I mean it was pretty insane. It was, it was a couple of years after the earthquake, so the value of the property went way down. 
but then it also went way up later on. Okay, so um, it took about a month to do all the paperwork and everything. And I bought the nursery. It was on a Wednesday that I bought the nursery. Officially became mine. And then that Friday he died. Oh, oh my no gosh. way. Oh my God. He, um, he was sicker than anybody really thought. And the nursery was like the last thing he had to take care of. And once the nursery was taken care of, he let go, I guess. So Monday I went to his funeral and I had to come back to the nursery to water because the plants don't care, you know, they need water, they hate water. And I was in the Bagland nursery kind of feeling um, a little overwhelmed, a lot overwhelmed actually, because I just kind of like completely upturned my life and, um, you know, went from doing one thing to doing something completely different. And I remember I was in the Bagland nursery watering and I was like, fuck, now what, Jim? And clear as a bell, he just said, finish watering. And that was like almost three years ago. So. I remember that story. So that's how I got to nursery. Oh. And then um, meeting Tommy, shit. Um, I guess I was the closest bonsai nursery to his house. And during COVID, he must have Googled, you know, bonsai near me or something and found my place. <laughs> but apparently he was coming to the nursery for a few months before I knew it. And I have this guy, Jorge, you know that, like, who works yeah. for me, who's worked for me since 1988, back when I was a contractor. Um, and, you know, he's a 60-year-old Salvadorian guy. And he told me, hey, you know, the drummer for Motley Crue has been coming in buying bones on material. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know who the drummer for Motley Crue is? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Tommy, he's kind of um, – Visible, you know, he's got hats all over the place and stuff. And he's, and I guess <laughs> Tommy gave him a credit card. Already saw the name, so we went and asked his kid and say, "Who's this Tommy Lee guy?" Found <laughs> oh out. my god, that's hilarious. That's <laughs> how he knew. So I told him next time he comes in, he'll let me know, and I'll go say hello. And I don't know if Tommy remembers this or not, but the first time he, I met him, he was in the back of the nursery, and I came back and I said something smart ass about, "Oh, so you're the guy buying all my good material over something." And he just gave me this kind of like dirty look, like fuck out of here, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it was. He wasn't in a good mood or something. But you know, so I just said, Hey, I'm Bob, I own the place and went back to the, um, the workshop and was working on some trees and he came out, I guess, after picking out some stuff and asked me what I thought about what he picked out. And we talked for a minute and then he asked me a question about a tree that I couldn't answer because I couldn't see the tree. It was at his house. And I said, you know, I can come by and check it out if you want to. And, you know, what was, should have been like an hour visit to diagnose a tree turned into a number of hours just hanging out, talking, working on trees. Yeah, and that's cool. And it's been that ever since, you know, it's been a couple of years of just hanging out, talking, working on trees, and then traveling to Japan. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. That's, so that's cool. it in that little nutshell. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> I, I do have a question. Do you also you also do um, uh, garden design as well? And so I guess I guess what I want to know is which do you do you prefer doing bonsai or garden design? I prefer doing bonsai, okay. but I like to um, be able to do things. Yeah. Yeah. So I like the money I make doing landscaping, and also uh, I almost. Not exclusively, but almost exclusively do Japanese-style landscapes. Yeah. And um, I get to kind of create sanctuaries for people. Right. So 
Um, it's really hard to say. I mean, if I if I could, if I could just do bonsai and live the style of life I live now, um, I would in a minute, and but I it, can't. Um, yeah, I've, so, I've, um, I've seen some of your work, you know, your gardens, and I got to say, um, it'd be hard to hard for me to pick, which I'd enjoy more making. It is, and it really, you know, I, I have great clients. Like, well, Tommy is one of them. Yeah. But, um, most of my clients, um, they're almost all referrals, and they're all basically um, have really good taste and can mostly afford to have good taste. That helps. <laughs> nice. So it makes it really easy to work with them. Mm-hmm. And since they all refer each other, if one of them's an asshole, they tell me, hey, you know, this one been bugging me for your number, but they're an asshole, so you may not want to work with them. <laughs> um, and, you know, I actually charge somebody an asshole mm-hmm. factor once. Yes. And yeah. I have to be good friends with her. <laughs> yeah, I um, had to give her a, a rebate. <laughs> when I was at Bob's place, I, I noticed like that. Wait, I, I, never mind. I won't even go into this story. But yeah, it's a real thing. The uh, oh, you can go ahead. I can't. Okay, so I noticed. I noticed none of the price tags, you know, have prices on them, and I'm like, you know, what is this? What is the deal with this? You know, how much is this tree? And he goes to this little book and he looks up the price, and I'm like, well, why do you do it that way? And he's like, in case somebody's an asshole. Oh. <laughs> That's very clever. I was, to, I was about to say, I knew I that appreciate was going. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, some people just deserve to be charged more because of assholes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Good thing I'm not an asshole. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, no. so Tommy, how, how did you, um, how did you get into, how did you hear about Bonsai or what, what kind of started this and then you meeting Bob, like how did. How did you even kind of catch wind of bonsai, I guess? Um, well, I'll, I'll try to give you a, con- a condensed version. I've been going to Japan with my band since, God, 80, 82? Yeah. We've been, we've been touring there. And and I'd, I'd always go to the gardens and, you know, I, I just love the koi and the water and the gardens and the trees. And I, I just kept going every time we'd go to Japan and um, and I just I don't know I just started noticing the just the the entire beauty of the whole thing and how it made me feel and I just I I got that place just I fell in love with Japan the people the culture the food the the gardens everything about it just like like engulfed me man so i've just i've always been drawn to that place and then um then i started noticing um i started noticing bonsai i'm not really sure how but um you know it's probably about six about six years ago um i just started i started you know now on youtube there's nine million you know videos on the stuff and I just I don't know I was just flicking around on YouTube one day and I saw like tutorials on how to do this shit and I was like no way fuck I could I I could do this you know Uh, and because I I I clearly had the you know I had all the all the inspiration and motivation and uh, you know and and I was like I'm I'm going for it yeah I just I just I, I I bought a couple of trees and 
watch videos and then and Robert sort of you know he's he's absolutely right. I use Googling uh, the the nearest bonsai nursery uh, you could find nursery I could find. And a couple others came up, but Kimura, that name was like that. I was like, that sounds, that sounds legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it just sounded legit, like like Joe's bonsai or Bill's, you know. Hey, yeah, right. Doesn't sound as good. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that, that bonsai wasn't going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, that sounds like a legit place. I should definitely go by there. And that's when I, uh, eventually met Robert, but I had been going over there because I was looking for some more uh, material. So, what was your first? What was your first trees? What were your first couple of trees? Oh my god! You know what, dude? I uh, some of the ones that Brittany calls your poopy trees. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The poopy trees. Um, <laughs> I can't remember exactly which one was first oh you know what the first tree i that i ever got this is pre-working on them there's a guy in his van on um on uh what is that robert uh, uh malibu Canyon. yeah malibu, malibu canyon, canyon or canyon do one or the other that's what I was hoping to hear. I was hoping to hear that at some point there was like a van buy or like a Lowe's purchase or something. It's yeah. classic. Yeah, yeah, that's what I need. Yeah, I used to live up in up in Malibu, right on the top of Mulholland and uh, Canaan. And this dude would be there all the time in the van. I kept driving by and I'm like, pull over. Um, and I think that may be where I got my first one because it was like, whoa, this thing's already it's ready to all, go. Already ready to go, <laughs> you know. Um, but but that guy and he, that guy's still there, by the way. I don't know <laughs> oh, yeah. if it's the he's same guy, but it seems like it is. No, we we have one in Florida too that's like famous on the highway. That when you're exiting Florida, it's it's famous. You know, oh. it's so everybody gets their first bonsai from there. And, that's so yeah. bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. good place yeah. to start. Yeah, highway bonsai. Yeah, I, I just got an idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> New business venture. New business venture. Uh, I think yeah. I'll let this guy stick to what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. So. Uh, so what do you guys, do you guys ever do any, like, uh, you guys obviously work on trees together and stuff like that. Um, what are, like, Bob, what's your favorite tree to work on? I, I, I'm sure I've asked you this before, uh, but so our, our listeners know. Um, what are some of the favorite things that... It's almost an impossible, it's almost an impossible question to I know, answer. I got to ask it, though. My I standard answer is usually whatever tree I'm working on at the moment. There you go. That's generally, you know, the way I love I that feel. answer for that. Um, right now, though, I'm trying to, I've been rewiring California Juniper for like six days and it's starting to abide me. <laughs> so, yeah. not particularly that one. Dude. But um, if I had to pick just one type of tree to work on and I couldn't work on anything else, it would be a procumbent juniper. That's right. Yeah. You, yeah. You, yeah. He was telling yeah. me that last time. Um, not yeah, about us, it comes. They are. Well, and um and you uh you grow a lot of those, right? Now what is the difference between procumbens and procumbens nana? I mean I know one is smaller foliage, but is that the only that's difference? Pretty much, 
smaller foliage, tighter buds. Yeah, tighter buds. Gotcha. Yellow on the peppermints tends to make a little bit better, bigger tree. Gotcha. And um, if you don't, if you leave it alone, it'll revert to uh, like um, scale foliage. Yeah. And people will argue with you all the time. That's not a pecumbent because it doesn't have no foliage. But yeah. they do. If you don't mess with them, just let them sit in the pot for long enough. Now, do you notice? Sorry, do you notice that one grows faster than the other? The larger the grows faster? Really faster. Yeah, the bananas, bananas do? Really? No kidding. Yeah, we deal That's with bananas exclusively here. I didn't know. Yeah, they're just because they get so buddy. I mean, you know, they don't grow trunks faster, that's for sure. Right. They're more like prostrate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I didn't and know that about Unfortunately, them. it used to be pretty easy to get non-procumbent with like baseball size, bat size trunks. Yeah. Just the regular nurseries here. Uh, but that was a long time ago. Now it's more and more difficult to find them with a decent sized trunk. Everyone. Evan, do you grow those? Yeah, I was I was saying, uh yeah, I have a good number of the the nana, but I didn't know there was another another uh just a regular procumbens. That's yeah. Yeah, weird. they they don't bud is clumpy. Yeah. The, the buds are not as tight and their foliage is a little bit bigger. And and you just prefer that uh just over the tighter Yeah, it foliage. grows a little bit faster, it makes a little bit bigger plant, the trunk okay. gets a little bit bigger. Well that makes sense, yeah. Because uh, of the dwarf nature. Only the other one. Like bananas, they're bomb proof, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. People talk shit about them because every guy with one of those vans across the country right. you know, sells them. You know, yep. All with yep. the same that shape in them. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're awesome trees. And what I've heard, too, is that, and maybe you know more about this than I do, but I've heard that, like, in Japan, they've, they've come into vogue and out of vogue. And, like, they come kind of in and out of fashion. And is that accurate? Like everything else. Yeah. I so, think so. You know, there's, there's some pretty cool ones. You know, those, they call them sonar, sonari. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And uh, you don't see little ones there. I've never seen a shogun block. Right. Oh, he's Interesting. Pretty big, like trees that were in gardens for a long time, I think. Huh. Yeah, yeah I think I've been talking about the Procumbens Nana for, you know, every once in a while we'll bring it up in an episode. I'm like, don't sleep on that species, guys. It's actually pretty good. Very good for a juniper. Do you guys grow those, Carmen? Um, we don't have any Nana here. We've got one Procumbens in the yard, but it's a client tree. Um, and, you know, I didn't really like working with Procumbens. I didn't think I liked working with Procumbens. And then I worked on this tree and I was like, oh, okay. This right. is actually mm-hmm. pretty fun. So um, my opinion has changed since. But they've got a really pretty bark, too. When you, you know, you peel off the outer layer to reveal yeah. the color underneath. It's very red. It was a lot redder than I um, had expected. It's a little bit brighter than Chimpaku. So I was cool. I was really happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty tree. Yeah, I do like them a lot. Evan, don't feel bad about uh, not knowing that there's 9 million varieties of <laughs> oh, fucking I'm, I'm aware of it. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm down in, um, yeah. I just so happen to be in like the Louisiana swamps and junipers are uh-huh. not especially common here. The Procumbent uh, Nana is the only one that I can uh, really deal with that won't suffer from being overwatered and high humidity. Um, you know what, though? Uh, yeah. I, I think you should try yeah. some of the, the other, try Shimpaku again, though, because I thought the the same thing, you know, people said the same thing in Florida that we wouldn't They're really growing grow those them in Taiwan, here. aren't they? And, um, yeah. I was about to say, yeah, I mean, exactly. They grow them in Taiwan mm. and stuff like that. I've got, 
I think it's about the soil mix more than anything. I've got a bunch yeah. of shimpaku in the ground over here. They're not. Yeah. It's not an issue with that. It's just getting a trunk mm-hmm. size on them because they're so slow. Right. Yeah. Um, People said the same thing about California junipers that you couldn't grow them on the East Coast or anything, and the National Bonsai Museum killed a few of them, you know, early on. But then once they got the soil mix and the watering down, they're doing fine. And I've got clients. In several East Coast states with California yeah. that take this by. Yeah, and that's something I've heard. You know, even when I went to India, it, it was funny. There were people that were like um, anti juniper that said you cannot grow junipers in India. But then you'd have these people that would fly out Maro and stuff like that, and they'd be growing junipers fine. And so it was almost like I've I've heard that argument too many times to kind of. Not saying Evan's wrong I, I'm, or anything like that, but just saying, like, <laughs> I do think there's more to the science. Not saying that you can't grow them or anything like that, shit. but um, I gave up on them at one point. I gave no, up on them I'm at one the point, and um, now I'm growing them again, yeah. I guess, is I'm my growing point. the shit out of them. It's just, it's so. it's always the the Mr. Miyagi tree, so they always kind of pass yeah. off as that roadside, mallside kind of thing for me, unfortunately. Oh, they're great trees. I love them. I love. I can put a lot of time into it, and if it's not really like a, if it's not a big tree, then it doesn't really make a huge impact. It always is kind of like that small S curve tree to most people who look at it. So it's that's that's just their issue. Yeah, if you don't get them fat, that's true. If you don't get them big, they don't look good. So Tommy, what's your uh, what's your favorite tree to work on? Is that that's the the shimpak is the one I did with cows, right, Robert? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I love that. I, I don't know why, but it's, I, I just think it's the coolest. Uh, I love that variety. It's, it's, mm. I think it's my favorite. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'm just that gonna go say that. Gala. What's that? That was the Toya Gala Shimpaku, yeah. Oh. Uh, the one you worked on with cats? Yes. I, that the, the I love that, that puppy, you know. Me too. I just love that. It's just so hey. classic to me. Yep. Yeah, I um, you know, it's funny. I'm still a sucker for like foliage pads. Like I just a classic tree. I know, I know. It's like I love you, that too. Yeah, you see them, and and I know they're very very common and whatnot. And um, I know that a lot of like the art is moving away from kind of just those cookie cutter pads and whatnot, but I, I'm a sucker for them. I, I, if I see one that's super dense, like a Hinoki cypress, oh my God. Well, I think the thing about Shimpaku too is just that like you can do everything with it. You can create foliage pads. You can make it almost any style. It's really easy to carve and get some really interesting yeah. deadwood on. You can make it super artistic. You can keep it really basic. So you can really do, it's really just a super versatile plant. And sure. you know, I used to think I didn't like junipers, but I just didn't understand them. And now working on shimpaku is one of my very favorite things to do. Cause especially the carving, man, that is super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I want to, I like your way of carving with the little tweezers, pulling <laughs> the fibers. Yeah. I like that. Oh God. It takes, hours i won't i will not tell you how many hours i just spent on a piece of deadwood over the last month but uh it was embarrassed an embarrassing amount of hours it's worth it it looks pretty cool <laughs> it makes all the difference in the world to do it that way <laughs> versus you know with the machine yeah. uh, it's so much better well i when, was i i was telling somebody too that with a machine like it, 
once your eye like learns to see grain on wood, if somebody crosses mm-hmm. the grain one time, like the illusion is broken. You know, I, I see it and I know it's machined. And uh, so I really do prefer taking the time uh, like Carmen does and stripping it like that. Yeah, that's you gotta that get a good wrist brace though. Yeah, that's awesome. You Wait. have it. <laughs> you have uh, one of my favorite trees, though. Uh, Tommy has an amazing uh, redwood. Oh, that's something yeah. I'd love to have. Oh, that thing is crazy. Yeah, that's something. Uh, Ever since I went out there, um, I've been obsessed with trying to get one. You know, uh, <laughs> we have a uh, we have a I have a cypress, and that might be one you can't grow there. Maybe not, but you know what? I, I, what I'm doing it to kind of simulate it is I have a, a cypress that I'm going to grow hey, just hey, as hey, straight hey. as I can and just uh, hey. try and try and make it simulated redwood, you know? Yeah. That's my, my uh, goal. That'll work. Yeah, luckily, uh, we do mostly bald cypress here as far as our deciduous conifer. And I mean, I've got plenty of them that could easily pull off the redwood style. And then you scrub the bark down really deep to the core. And That's what I've been doing, red. getting it really and red, then, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, we can actually get the sequoia and the redwood here. I actually know um, somebody who's growing one as a show him. Yeah, I think you've seen it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, Don. Don's. Yeah. Don's is amazing. That's one of the ones that, that's like my favorite uh, show him redwood I've seen. So, yeah. So it's doable in our range, especially. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Florida's a little bit, a little bit more uh, out of that. I don't know. Bob, do you carry any um, like redwood stock? No, um, they're a little bit difficult here because hey. it's so dry. I have a couple, um, you know, but they're a little bit further along. Um, but I have to baby okay. them. From, Very... from raw stock, they're a little bit difficult. Here. What's their what's their official zone? Oh, yeah, yeah, it, we get really really dry in the summertime. They they have a weird. It's not really as a. I don't know if they have like a specific zone. They need like. Hum- humid, foggy conditions. Yeah. Well, they do have a specific so It's just that one area along the coast in the Pacific Northwest mm. where they grow and you get, you know, a certain number of miles at land. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. But then they also have that, that population in uh, China. And so I don't know if that's like a similar well, kind of climate. Different. Yeah. But they're different. Well, yeah. 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 But I don't know if they also live in a similar environment. Don Redwoods can live. Pretty much anywhere they're they, oh, wow. i've seen yeah. them they're like a bald cypress like they live in michigan durable. they live here they live everywhere interesting yeah let's go to china and find out what the climate is like there <laughs> oh i like that he loves oh, the you guys, bonsai they you guys have been to taiwan too yeah. oh that's bad Nice. Oh, awesome, man! Awesome, really that's great awesome. bonsai there. That's uh, <laughs> that's been my 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 dream being like a tropical grower. That's been the the you know Shangri La for me. So, <laughs> God, it's just crazy over there. <laughs> and now a quick word from our sponsor, Bonsai Bar. This podcast is supported by Bonsai Bar, the beginner bonsai workshop popping up in breweries all across the Northeast. Bonsai Bar is two hours of tiny tree goodness disguised as a night out with friends. Come grab drinks, create a new tree, and watch as your friends and family get the bug for bonsai. Bonsai Bar is always looking for teachers and assistants, and you listen to this podcast, so you're probably already qualified. Bring your knowledge out to the bar. Apply today. Find event tickets, contact info, and more at bonsaibar.com. 
Thanks, Timothy Arsenal, for being the Tree EO. And thanks for sponsoring our show. It's awesome. So now I guess we're going to get to, uh, I think we should, uh, we're all curious now to hear about the trip and how that went. Uh, you guys, yeah. for the listeners, uh, Bob and Tommy recently went on a, how many days was it? 16 days. So they got a tour with Makiko Koba uh, in Japan and uh, she took them basically to some of the top nurseries and artists uh, while they were there as they toured around. And um, so I guess if everybody's cool with it, we'll just uh, kind of catch up with you guys about that. Sounds cool, man. It was a cool. Uh, go. If you want to start, Robert, I'll start. <laughs> no, you start. Uh, um, well, uh, where did you guys, what was, where did you guys, uh, <laughs> feel the same yeah, how did it initiate? Yeah, how did you guys start to jump aside? Well, well, it, well, initially, um, uh, and you know, once I, once I knew that Japan and Australia were booked, um, Japan was on the, at the very end of the world tour. And I was like, oh dude, this is perfect. Tour's done. I'm just, so I'm staying and gonna go see everything and I'll get, bring Robert over and we'll we'll get it in. Then it got, then the dates got swapped to where Japan was on, was before Australia. And I was like, oh man. And then uh, there was enough time to go, to go early. So we'd go, you know, let's say let's just call it two weeks before the tour started and i was like oh we're going to be able to get this in so just started planning uh with robert got makiko and we just started kind of throwing darts at places that we wanted to visit and i've i've always wanted to bring my kids uh i have two boys like 26 and 25 that i've I want I want to give them this gift of going to see this beautiful place and that you know and make this like really like a, a trip of a lifetime like it's priceless that, that that was my goal was like how do we make this you know a <clears throat> all inclusive like this was a once in a lifetime deal and that's kind of where we started but um it almost didn't happen when the yeah, the day Scott switched, I was like, oh, man. Did you guys start in, like, Tokyo, or where did you guys start out at? Yeah, we started in Tokyo. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Robert. Yeah, we started in Tokyo, and then um, this went from there all around the country. But actually, the trip to Japan, the whole idea for it started a couple years back. Tommy was talking about going on tour and missing his bonsai. He was like really bummed. We were working at trees in my nursery one day. He's oh like, yeah, dude, I don't know what I'm gonna do. All day long, I you know I sit around and don't go to work until nine o'clock. I'm gonna miss my trees. I spend you know a couple hours every morning with my trees. And first I said, well, let's make a little ficus that you can take with you. So I made a little ficus bonsai to take on the road with them. And then I yeah. asked him to give me a list of the cities that they're playing in. And we would find, you know, bonsai gardens and stuff for him to go visit. And it turned out that the first one was in Atlanta on my birthday. 
Oh my gosh. Where my teacher Kenji oh. got a lit. Yeah, perfect. So, yeah. So I started this, you know, bonsai tour across North America. And then Tommy one day said, Hey, well, we go to Japan. I said, Well, I can, I know people there too. We can set it up there too. And he's like, Cool, well, we're going to Japan. And I said, I'm not nice. going to say no. <laughs> so, <laughs> And, yeah, uh, that's right. That th this is all Robert's yeah. fault, really. Like this, this started. <laughs> this this started like you know we toured the, all of America and uh, some of, some of Canada and what have you. But um, so, yeah, this is pre-Japan. So um, this is just all building up to Japan. Yeah. Can you tell the Can you tell our our listeners what uh, your bonsai's name is if that goes on tour with you? <laughs> Figgy. Oh, his name is his name is Figgy. Oh my gosh! That's oh, it's beautiful. I, I love yeah. that it's, it's the same with all of us oh, that we, yeah. we leave asshole. our trees for a couple of days, and like you get itchy fingers. Even when we I were do. like traveling, Evan and I were at a couple of shows this year at the same time, and <laughs> you know we're looking at trees, we're talking about trees, and like our fingers are just like I just want to touch it I just want to fix that wire I just want to uh, do something and so it's like you know, two or three days without touching a tree and it's like you start to go crazy so that's um, a, a great idea taking a little <laughs> one with you yes especially especially when it's your it's literally like it's like your my morning meditation like I'm I'm, I'm gonna just call it that because yeah. it's literally ritualistic every yeah. single day that's how I start my day and I was like, oh my God, I don't have that. What What <laughs> right, am I gonna yeah. do? Like, I could die. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I, I, I could die. Yeah, uh, and that's what that, I mean, I oh think that's boy. what, uh, you know, really is so cool kind of about seeing Tommy do this is like he legitimately kind of gets so excited about it, mm -hmm. you know? And I, Bob's mentioned that mm -hmm. as well, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's infectious. You know, and somebody's that passionate about it. So, very cool. Yeah, Carmen, when you said itchy fingers, uh, one of the hotels we stayed at in Tokyo brought Ooh. a bunch of trees from Yamiya Bonsai Museum and put them in Bobby's wow. room one day. Where what? We're all yeah, that's room. awesome. <laughs> oh, and he came home, there's like, yeah, you know, $50,000 okay. in his room. Yeah. I was so glad he didn't have tools with him. <laughs> Because it had been weeks since he's touched a tree, and I know he would have been messing with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been so hard to not touch. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, they sure yeah, was awesome. for him. <laughs> oh, they literally filled. They filled my room. I walked in and was like, "That's what? awesome! That's amazing! <laughs> what? Yeah. And you got? Oh it my God! Amazing. Yeah, good thing." It was on the last night because I was literally trying to, I was sitting there and going like, <laughs> how can how I, can I <laughs> steal one, get, get, get one back? Cause like just mm -hmm. one, yeah, yeah. just one. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys also oh, went boy. to, um, and saw some really famous artists too, right? Like, didn't you go to, did you guys go to Kimura's garden as well? Yeah. Yeah. we went to Kimura's, uh, that was awesome. I mean, you know, he's kind of known as being a, a kind of gruff, kind of serious guy. Never tried to smile, never tell the joke or anything like that. He was cracking up and laughing and giggling. No way. And no way. And throwing horns and stuff. Yeah. And put Tommy's, uh, got Tommy to sign a board and put it up on the wall with all his awards and stuff. 
Dude, you know, yeah, I mean, it was really cool. The, the reception that these guys had for Tommy was amazing. Like, I couldn't believe that they were all they were fans. Like, yeah. almost all the bonsai nursery owners were fans. It was so um, wild, and, and dude, it was pretty cool. It was like, you know, like like you or, or me or any of us probably feel about yeah. meeting Kamara or Shinji Suzuki or something. Oh, but they were that way meeting Tommy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. And dude, Robert, I just saw on um, it may have been Makiko's page uh, on Instagram. He still has my autograph on That's his awesome. wall on that wall. Yeah, <laughs> it's still up there. I was like, no way, because you know, sometimes you know, you're like, oh, I'm gonna put this on the wall. And then, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it goes yeah, no, once they they go, you put it away. It's still. <laughs> It's still it's still on on his wall next to all yeah. the awards. One of the places he actually signed the wall. Wow! Yeah, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We we saw Kimura. Yeah, uh, how was that? Suzuki's place was in. Bro, that guy that guy is on a whole other visual stimuli. Like it, like everything. I don't know. There's something yeah. about his aesthetics. Uh, or whether whether it's a, a water feature or or you know a, a display or the trees or the like just every everywhere you looked you're like oh my god like he creates these scenescapes that are that's just awesome fucking unbelievable like I was I, I was bummed leaving there man I was like that I it's almost impossible to take it all in. And I felt that like at a lot of places, but his place in particular just had this, <clears throat> I just, I I was like just trying to take, you know, snapshots of it because there was so much coming at me and I was just mm. like overwhelmed. That's awesome. Completely overwhelmed just with beauty and, and a super cool guy. Um, and, yeah. Uh, oh, Tyga. Tyga was super cool. We worked on a tree. Oh, fun. Yeah, we worked on a couple of trees with him that are insane. Um, That's we cool. We met so many did, great guys. Did you get man. to purchase any cool pots or anything? Didn't get any p pots, actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think maybe Robert did. Yeah, that Robert, you get it. score anything cool? Yeah, I got a couple. Nice man, nice. Uh, I got a couple of pots, and um, I wish that it was easier to import trees. So there's so much over there that's just so gorgeous. When I was there a few years ago for Gafu Ten, it was like I know. Oh, it was just it was killing me. You know, I know that's why I me. mentioned. Po yeah, well, Tommy got the same way. Um, I asked Tommy if he wanted to go to, to mm -hmm. the Sugar Sugar Tag, which is a shogun show. And it was at the end of our trip. We were, um, they were actually, the band was playing that day. So we would have had to go early in the morning. And Tommy was like, dude, I just can't do it yeah. anymore. I can't look at any more trees I can't bring home with me. It's killing me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was torturing, torturing. <laughs> oh, why do they make it so you know, freaking difficult, man? Like, Japanese I mean, longhorn beetle. Like, yeah, no, that's a longhorn beetle. That's what they say, but. You know, it's it's just I don't know. It yeah. doesn't make any sense because a lot of times people just find loopholes and whatnot. Yeah, anyway. there's a lot of protections you can take at this point and quarantines yeah. and all of that. But yeah, it's, exactly. It's a it's tricky. It's real tricky. Yeah. 
Oh, kind of closing the barn door after the horse got away because, you know, what happened in Chicago is like the basic driver of all this stuff. You know, they get these beetles in the trees in Chicago years ago and had to cut down thousands of trees. So, but yeah, I mean, especially, you know, like bonsai, it's easy enough to. Oh, yeah. You can totally just nuke them. There's not going to be anything living on those anymore. No, I know. When we, when we bring them in from China, I mean, that's exactly what they do. Or And we've seen them at uh, USDA. We've seen like giant yeah. uh, shipments of like uh, root over rock maples and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, they just put them in this giant fumigation uh, chamber. And that's how they treat all the crotons and everything that come in. And so, right. oh, I remember wow. watching some azaleas getting prepped for for shipment and they had completely bare rooted these azaleas they had a pressure washer like the kind you use at your car on the car wash spraying the roots like like uh, yeah because they're serious if they find they're any they're soil they'll, they'll burn they're them. like we can they'll... burn it or we can send it back which one would you like yeah. oh my god no it's dead either way yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah right. soil's right. off the root exactly. doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. a little late dude yeah <laughs> Hey, Bonsai Buds, just here to tell you guys about Bonsai Central real quick. It's going to be happening May 3rd to 5th in St. Louis, Missouri. They are looking for the best trees in the United States to be put on show. It's going to be a show similar to the U.S. National Show in New York. There's going to be a top prize of $2,500. And also, they're going to be presenting Kosamono and Suizeki as well. They are taking submissions now for trees, and that will be up until February 1st. You can submit your submissions at bonsaicentral.com. That's bonsai-central.com. You'll need two to four photos of your tree or the display that you'll be using and a brief display of the tree. Ex- exhibited trees, Suiseki and Kusumono, will be included in a show book. So they're going to do this just like they do the National Show in New York. They're going to have a show book that's going to be printed out at the end. It's going to show all the awesome trees, Suiseki and Kusumono, that were displayed at the show. There's also going to be a lot of awesome vendors there, including myself. Uh, Underhill Bonsai is going to be there. Uh, now, uh, Tuateki is going to be there. Vicki Chamberlain, Ellie Atkins, April Gritsby, and Byron Myrick. And that's amongst other vendors that are going to be there. It's going to be a great place to go and buy all the things that you need for your bonsai display. Just like the national show where you go in and you go to the vendor area and you're just like, I want to show trees this year. They'll have the hookups there. They'll have everything from Suiseki, stands, scrolls, pre-bonsai trees, everything you need. Uh, there will also be an auction that will take place that Saturday of that, of that weekend. Um, and just sign up there to be part of uh, the the auction and the dinner and all that there. Also, need to do, I do need to mention that there will be headlining artists such as Bjorn Bjornholm, uh, t- uh, Taylor Sherrod, Mira Heidick, Andrew Robson, Amaro Sternberger, and not uh, don't forget to mention the amazing Kusumoto Master Young Cho. Uh, all these people will have their workshops, including the high uh, top quality trees that they will be working with you guys. Um, as far as twisted junipers, old trident maple stock, just everything you need to make excellent bonsai material with. So you guys check it out. Go over to bonsai-central.com and uh, make sure to register or submit your tree now. Oh, not to get too far <laughs> off topic and whatnot, but what was your guys' favorite, um, like favorite moment of the trip? 
Kyoto. That's Kyoto. what I always okay. thought. I always thought for me, <laughs> the favorite moment. Like, I well, mean, yeah, what was like individual the individual moment? That special moment. What was that's, like? That's what was hot. your kind of? Well, uh, maybe that's I mean, like a bit too big, but yeah. What was like your favorite place that um, you went to, or your favorite kind of? Like I don't know the culmination. Even that's too hard to answer because like, if you can see the best pine you've ever seen in your life. And you turn the corner, and there's right. the best pine you've ever seen in your life. And you walk up another aisle. Right. And there's the best pine you've ever seen in your life. I mean, we were in Daijuan, and it was just like my mind was blowing up. There was every time I turned around, it was a tree better than the last mm-hmm. tree. It was like the best tree I'd ever seen. Um, probably though, one of my favorite moments was we did a tea ceremony. Oh wow! In a temple, and I wish I could remember the name of the oh, temple. Yeah. That's um, not open to the public. And we just had this tea ceremony there, and the garden there was one of the smallest gardens that we've seen, but it was one of the most peaceful. And, and sitting there doing this whole traditional tea ceremony, um, that's probably really one of my favorite moments. Yeah, that is special. That's something um, that's on my bucket list. It was. Uh, that, was that was very cool. Or standing under that giant dragon ceiling in, in oh, another yeah. temple. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. The ceiling that I think they said it was wow. 108 individual paintings that made up these wow. truly oh, giant wow. dragons. Um, That's it's, awesome. God, it's hard to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I'll I'll agree with Robert on on all of those because those are definitely um, highlights. And there was something that um, uh, Robert and I we mentioned about it two hours ago. And it hit me um, when we were in Kyoto. You know, I'm always looking. Um, I'm just always trying to take it in. And there was something really happened in Kyoto. Um, and I just mentioned this to Robert. Like after looking at you know e- e- from the ponds to the fences to the doors to the just everything aesthetically about it. Um, and I said this to Robert today, I was like, I had so many moments of like, oh my God, these, these confirmations of like, right. fuck, we're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know what I'm saying? And He's talking about building the garden. Yeah, about you know, the garden that we're building, right? And just when you look around and you, it's such a beautiful thing to like, go like, whoa, we are, we are like, we're on point like we're doing it this this is what we're creating you know and it's such a beautiful feeling man and and i just looked at robert and like dude we're doing it this hey, doing this right that's awesome this is insane yeah yeah for our, our <laughs> listeners that's um, a nice feeling Tommy and bob are building a japanese garden uh currently for uh tommy's new yeah. house and so yeah um it's from the pictures I've seen. It looks at like Japan. <laughs> I mean, it looks oh, that's like, so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that was kind of the goal. He wanted to Rocking. walk out the door, feel like he was in Kyoto, and uh, we're getting there. So it, very, very cool. Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's always always been the dream. You know, um, I see tea gardens like that, uh, and like Japanese uh, uh, themed gardens popping up all over the place, but. Uh, the one I see you guys working on definitely looks special. Um, 
Yeah, you know, it's it's like, and I've seen a bunch of those gardens, and I'm like, uh, right, not quite doing it right. You know, it's close, but no cigar. Like the, the this was a confirmation this trip for me that like, wow, I mean, from from the not only the garden but to the many of the decisions uh, made on the house and the swimming pool and the texture of the plaster and all this stuff. So it's really encompassing the yeah. whole the whole home and garden together. And it, it just so cool, man. What a cool feeling to, to and reassuring your, yourself and your decisions and and my buddy Robert, like we're all we're doing this, man. We're doing this right. And do you have a, a favorite tree, Tommy, or does it kind of change as you go? You know what? It uh, it it does change because, right? Um, because they they change, and your your taste changes, or you'll see something, and you're like, oh, look at that! Like well, I'm st- still exploring, you know, and still learning, and still uh, just I'm still trying to take it all in. So yeah, it changes constantly, um, and even to like when we were in Japan. Um, we're at this one garden and I said to Robert, I go, dude, we don't have a weeping willow. I we I have to have one. That that weeping willow, like draping where the leaves are touching the pond. Like I'm like, that that is like that's a that's a one hundred percent have to have, you know. And, and I you forget about those things until like I was saying earlier with bonsai, like you'll see something and then that's your favorite and. I don't know. It's it's constant, constant change. I agree. Yeah, that's a. It's a. I don't know. What, yeah. You know, the, just the other day, I I had a tree that I was ready to sell, and I was ready to get rid of it, and then I put it in a different pot, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "This is my favorite tree." <laughs> yep. You know, this is the best that's tree I own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> needless to say, I didn't sell it, but uh, yeah. You never oh. know. <laughs> you sold the old pot that it was in, though, right? I oh, sold the old pot. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of that, uh, yeah. rid of that <laughs> old thing. You're gonna have to sell some of them with that little package you got coming. <laughs> I know, I know, man. I know. We're. Uh, I have. I've actually pared down the collection a lot um, because of that. Like, I know right now I'm chomping at the bit. I don't have anything to work on, and so I'm like overworking some stuff and. Uh, you know, uh, I have some I'm stuff just, you can uh, work on. Just fly, uh, out, fly out here. Yes, please, me, please, please. I'm dying. <laughs> but I know, I know that if I if I buy what I had, if I build back up to what I had, come growing season and come when the baby's here, I'm gonna be like losing my mind. So I gotta just stay disciplined and and try and keep it small. Be born with hard. a pair of scissors in each hand. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thanks, right. Tommy. Thanks. Good luck with that, bro. Already, already, I've had like three new trees creep into the garden. Good you luck. know, so, so yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I sold that one, so I got to get two more. Yeah, no, yeah. It just happens. I, I don't, yeah. Yeah. it just happens. You know, <laughs> it's a, you know, it's happened. It's happened, but it just happens. Like this past weekend, then California Bonsai Society had their annual member sale, and I was not planning on buying any trees of the fact that I had a few tropical trees left that I brought with me to sell because I didn't want to have to deal with getting them over the winter. And I came home with this awesome root over rock black pine. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Good help. I saw. Yeah, Bob uh, Bob <laughs> oh. does not like tropicals or well, he he'll say he likes tro- tropicals just fine. There he goes. It's not that I don't like them. I'm just not willing to go to greenhouse farm. Hell yeah, I get it, man. I get it. I uh I like it. I would love to grow more northern stuff, man. I'd love to have a maple or two, but I don't want to shove it in a freezer or do anything like that. So no, I know. I, I've talked to work some people. Already, yeah, I tried. Yeah. So, what's on the, the agenda next for you guys? What? Uh, I know that you do a lot with California Bonsai Society, Bob, and I know you get you do like kind of a visiting arts artist tour. Um, yeah, we just had a you know a Memorial Luna here. Um, he was Kobayashi's uh, apprentice. Um, he was just your guy. He had a busy week. He was in Argentina on over the weekend uh, until Wednesday. I picked them up on Friday in Los Angeles. And then Monday, he was here for a week. And then I dropped him back off at the airport. And he flew to Tokyo to help Kobayashi set up wow. for the uh, Taikin 10 and another show. <laughs> so wow, he's wow. been traveling around. But, um, yeah, so we won't have another pe- person until February now. And that'll be a bringing in michael ryan bell oh cool to educate people on pots very Uh, cool and we had him out a few years back for some of the clubs at first there was a lot of um resistance right it's like oh he's not going to do a demo he's not going to make a tree we're not going to have a tree in the raffle you know and i was like he'll give you a pot that's worth whatever and you know i had to like twist people's arms to make them agree to that'll do to the club uh, meetings. And before it was halfway done, they were like, when can he come back to the yeah, second part? Right. You know? Oh, yeah. So he does this incredible program about bots that just like people are blown away mm-hmm. by it. There's so much that people don't know. And so much he does about So if he's going to be here in February, and then um, this year in May, um, Kay Mooney is uh, going to be graduating from his apprenticeship yes in early May so um, I'm going to be at LA's hey. his first stop very cool on the way back cool. to Japan so he'll be here for a week very very in cool May. and then um, July I haven't worked out yet um, and, um, and then in November um, uh, we've got one uh, year later named down at the boat so <laughs> um, I can't remember who it is but Somebody else with them. So four times a year we bring in, you know, a visiting artist. And yeah. I always have at least one woman that I think it's important that um more Thank women you. in Bob's Agreed. Very cool. And then uh, I agree uh, with that as well. Uh, I think it's more important that more women are involved in the planet, but you know, that's not gonna happen. So I can do a little bit to make that anyhow. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Very very cool, um, and Tommy, what do you what do you got going on? Um, I'm done. I, we just finished um, the world tour, so um, that was all nearly two years. So I'm home now. I'm done. Uh, done till uh, I don't know. We're gonna go do a few festivals. I think about twelve festivals, um, like in. Uh, oh, I forget when, but the, like you know, mid mid year uh, next year, um, some festivals. But for the most part, home yeah. is chilling, man. 
Cool, man. So that sounds like you guys got a lot going on and it sounds like Tommy's going to just relax and uh, catch up on some sleep and whatnot and work on yeah. bonds. Uh, yes. He does yes. sleep well much. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome, man. And, uh, and when do you think the, uh, I, when do you think the garden's going to be finished up in your new place? Never. Never. <laughs> Good answer. A work in progress. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, yeah I'm getting better at that answer because it is kind of a reality. I don't know if it ever is done. You no. Know, I no, guess definitely but... not bonsai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like bonsai. I mean, that's, I think that's the reality. You know, I always talk um, that like bonsai is like training wheels for life, you know, <laughs> it, and I think Japanese aesthetics in general are like that is raking the sand. You know, why rake the sand when you're just going to have to rake it again tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> but I think that's the beauty of it, you know, is you just learn you to know, rake it a little better and you do it again and again and you try and find the beauty in that. Yeah, yeah. that is it, my friend. Cool. It's yeah. cool. It's cool. That was a, another moment in Japan where, uh, we had the mug, one of the mugs there was like running around to the gardener, get all the different rakes to use. Oh, yeah. So we can see the rakes because we, oh, we were that's trying cool. to find a place to get one, you know, instead of just making one. But, and, um, you know, so they brought us out all these samples of rakes and stuff, and they were all falling apart pieces of shit. I mean, oh, they cracked no. me up. They were like all wobbly. We were afraid to handle them. They were so lucid and fall apart but they were they work that's what they were using <laughs> that's the yeah. prize tool probably the hundred year old rake that's been there yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was afraid to touch him i let tommy hold i took the pictures <laughs> we have a student here who has made custom rakes for raking gravel and it was like why would anybody ever need a custom rake and then <laughs> now it's like okay now i can see maybe why <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well, right. apparently you know, i didn't know it but you know the, depending on the, the tooth and the angle of the tooth and all that these mm-hmm. different designs of the gravel and mm-hmm. different gravels you know require different size teeth and stuff yeah oh, that's basically, cool. basic, basically like a paintbrush for for the sand mm-hmm. oh that's awesome okay. So, you know, so yeah, you probably want to have whatever different patterns you'd want, you'd want that rake for, you know, I, I'm sure it's probably endless with, mm-hmm. or no, not any endless, rakes. I know a guy. That's cool. Cause look, this is how crazy, this is how crazy we got. I'm at this place in, in, in Holland and, <laughs> and, and buying, uh, uh, should we shout them out? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 c- hey, I talk about the last and I'll find this name. Okay. This is this is how crazy we're getting. And um, so I'm over there and I'm then this. He's one of the largest importers from Japan to Holland. So that's pure insane from pagodas to freaking gravel and trees and everything in between a coast i forget the name anyway this is how crazy we're getting um robert's on a zoom and totally what yokoso japanese gardens yokoso yeah yeah so it's like i don't know it's like three in the morning for him and i'm on zoom and i'm looking at these like you know 10 foot tall stone pagodas and lanterns and blah 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 all this stuff uh, for the garden and we hang up 
get all this stuff sorted out. And then I I go and they take me over and they show me like five different kinds of gravel. And I was like, oh shit, we need gravel because there's an area that is beautiful where it's stepping stones to the tea house. Um, I'd love to do a beautiful dry, you know, Zen Rocky kind of garden thing. And so I call Robert back. I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe this. Like, this is crazy. They have these, you know, four different kinds of gravel, but this one gravel in particular that was from Kyoto held the lines. When you raked it, oh, the, li- the lines stayed. The other gravels kind of sort of collapsed or or yeah. just didn't didn't hold. Yeah. Um, no way. There was something about this particular gravel that what what where you put pull the rake through is exactly what was left. The others it just didn't hold the 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 rake. And so all of a sudden and I'm calling Robert back and we're ordering tons of fucking gravel uh for the <laughs> for the place. And it's three in the morning and he's calculating, he's like, uh uh, he's doing the math, and I think we need twenty-one. What was it? Twenty tons? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Twenty buckets. Yeah. yeah. So this some cor- three in the morning, and the guys tell yeah. me that each each bucket is nine cubic yard or nine cubic meters. So I'm oh. thinking in my head, trust me, you know, like nine meters. Let's say like twenty-seven square feet. Yeah, we need twenty-one barrel, you know, buckets. And in the morning, I woke up and I thought, I better check this. And we ordered like way too much. We no, no. And it could be ordered in half. And we still have too much, but yeah, oh, that's but awesome, it, man. But it's but it's awesome. Like I didn't realize how I, I don't know. Just I, I didn't even even expect there to be a difference in freaking gravel. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like it, I read it. There, there's a you big can't difference. Get gravel like that anywhere here. Yeah, yeah there's. The Japanese, it seems like everything's like graded in in Japan. You know, you can always get like higher grade something in Japan. You know, yeah. gravel well, that sits in a row. Everything's just better. Yeah. Well, it's not just the way it sits; it's the color and the texture and all. And there's nothing here that's exactly like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, over the years, I've looked all over the country, and even like the Huntington had the big dry garden, and they got. I think a hundred yards of it 50 years ago from Japan and are running out of it. And they found a place in Canada that has something that's slightly similar and they mix it with the original stuff they have and it works, Dude. but uh, it's just not available here. Really? Wild. Wild. Yeah. Like I, I'm just so baffled at, at how somebody discovers that, you know, so, over time, like they just found yeah. that's the best gravel for raking, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's just wild. Yeah. It's cool, pretty, pretty crazy, man. But yeah, that's, man. That, that's how deep things are are over here. Like you, you would never, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like, wow, really, dude? The gravel? Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's you got to get every detail, <laughs> every single, de- yeah, no stone unturned. That's one thing about Tony. He <laughs> has the eye for details, like you wouldn't believe. We're walking through the streets of Kyoto, and he's like noticing the detail on the edges of roof tiles. Mm. You know, Kyoto, all the roof tiles are cool. Mm-hmm. And the right. corners are really cool. But he's like noticing the detail on the edge of each individual tile <laughs> or textures of walls. And it's just like he's so detail oriented. It's uh, 
little nerve wracking sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good quality to have for bonsai, though. You know, it's yeah. one of those well, things absolutely. you got to see all those little tiny things. So, it is. Yeah. this is true, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. Wow. So, good stuff. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I guess that's gonna that's it. Do you guys have any questions for us, or do you guys have anything? Here's one. Uh, what would you tell <laughs> beginners going into uh, hey. coming into bonsai? From your point of view, what would you say to somebody who's just starting bonsai? But me or whoever? Yeah. Both of oh. you guys. Both of you. Me, I'll just say, just do it. You know, find somebody that you can teach, you know, they can teach you or, you know, go online and uh, just do it. Mm. You're not going to do it by just reading or looking at things. Just get some trees and do it. And well, eventually you'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, way easier with a teacher if you happen to be lucky enough to have you know somebody in your body great but if not just do it yeah that's good good okay. that's good advice um i definitely was a little paralyzed with uh when i first started out and uh i had paralysis by analysis you know i was overthinking yeah, everything i did and um so it, it's good sometimes to just hear that it's just uh you just got to do it and for better or for worse live with the decisions you make and move on and learn yeah. right exactly yeah i mean yeah you don't have to start out with a thousand dollar piece of material start yeah. out with a ten dollar tree or whatever yeah but just do it it's not gonna happen by itself or uh or get one from a van yeah there you yeah. Go. yeah yeah hey you know what no, i've seen some of those ones from the van turn out pretty good a few years down the road yeah um, yeah proper techniques you could turn them around yeah yeah, yeah man. That, that that's great. That's great advice from Robert. Like I would say the same thing is find somebody uh, that can. I mean, Robert's really been. Once I met him, like my world <clears throat> as a beginning bonsaiist. I don't even know what the fucking word is, but um, <laughs> well, we sometimes say, say it, bonsai practitioner. I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but once I met, you know, I was just saying Robert's advice is great because once I met Robert, um, the, uh, the whole game changed, you know, opposed to just kind of just winging it and just doing it yourself. Um, so that's really valuable. If you do have somebody in your area, if you can find somebody, man, that's just, that's just, I don't know. Yeah, S support local businesses, I, especially local yeah. bonsai nurseries. Yeah, definitely. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I would have been uh, sometimes I take it for granted that, you know, we have a nursery so close and that there's a community kind of built around bonsai here. And um, it, it obviously makes things easier when you have that. So, yeah, if, if you can reach out and get, you know, an instructor or somebody to nurture that that uh, initial passion, that's going to really take you far. So. Uh, very cool very cool well do you guys have any questions for us uh hmm. uh when are we gonna see you again hey man <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually i'm supposed to i was talking with the guys in santa cruz about coming out there so i might be out uh later this year oh uh, yeah of yeah course. so okay. i might come out late, later That's this exciting. year and uh and have to hang out with you guys Yes, well, dude. There you go. Yeah, that would be awesome for sure. Yeah, are you you, you were Bob 
No short salt compliance. So you can work on topics tropicals. Yeah, man, that sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. I like that. I uh, I, I got him. I saw him working on an Australian pine the other day, and uh, it, man, it's just that's what I, I do like about you know uh, your pursuit of bonsai is like I basically just told him a few things, and next thing I know, a few hours later, the tree's done. Hey. So uh. that's. Uh, <laughs> That's, yeah, he uh, listens. I mean, he's got a really great quality as a student is that he listens. Yeah. Um, um, which, you know, uh, most students don't. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like to listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that's cool. That's cool. There's some things he needs to hear over and over again and like do the bigger wire, but for the most yeah, part, yeah. he listens. Yeah. Well, we all do, man. I, I just, you know, I, I just sometimes I, I, I realize there's things I forgot, you know, like I was just realizing I worked with Laurent when, while he was here and some of the things we were talking about, uh, were things that I'm like, I remember like doing things that way and then moving away from that and then coming back. And so it's interesting how sometimes you, you just forget some of the stuff you hear it so much, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's not even about the listening. It's the retention. Like, right. It's the retention. Fucking remember what was just said because there's nine million things going on. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. So, thanks for having us. I was just gonna say that's uh that's cool. Um, hopefully, I will get to see you guys this year. And um, do you guys? Uh, what do you guys got planned? I know Bob's got a lot planned for bonsai. Uh, are you just gonna hang local and work on your own trees? That's pretty much the plan, man. Just home, enjoying the time off, and. Working on the house, garden, trees, chilling. Like I say on most of our episodes, if this is your first yeah. episode, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I say that pretty often. <laughs> no, we we have a we have a pretty pretty awesome um, uh, pretty awesome listeners. You know, they they kind of hear us sometimes. We have our own little traits. Uh, Evan, one of his things is he, he's still trying to get let's go Viansky, and so that's become part oh. of our. Whole, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could pronounce your last name now. The let's yeah, go is just a callback. But yeah, for well, a solid 14 but episodes. I like, <laughs> but you know, we got we got our shtick down, so we're uh, we're good. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, Michael, like, uh, you, you, do, do, when this thing goes out, is it like, is it is it a visible thing or is it just audio? Oh, dude, we're now we're gonna we're gonna put your head on like a small body, and it's gonna dance around the screen. And no, <laughs> no, no, we're uh, no, there won't be any video or anything like that. I'm we're just doing the audio. I mean, there's oh, a, gotcha. There's a possibility yeah. there might you know we we got some stuff going on right now, but uh, we're working towards that. Um, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, cool. But uh, yeah, you'll be yeah, able to hear it everywhere that uh, that you normally would yeah. listen to podcast on. Uh, okay, because I was gonna say then it's like. Between Mike and I, we could come up with some pretty bumping, like, like uh, you know, intro music. And- oh yeah, <laughs> that would be, oh, yeah. That'd yeah, be super dude, cool. Let's do it. Let's guys, do it. Please he, he do an fucks, intro he track. Fucks, he fucks yeah. with the computers. Hell yeah, yeah man. Hell yeah. yeah. Dude, uh, I seen would it. still love to uh, to do something like that. That would be a lot of fun. Just well, the, we, I know you got the the drummer from another mother, and I've always wanted to kind of sit down and, and rock <laughs> out with that. Yeah, 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 that would we'll, be a dope we'll, project. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely play with it, dude. Awesome, awesome. man. <laughs> well, uh, well, wait uh, until the new studio's done. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. dude. Well, you guys are welcome in my studio whenever you want. You know, 
Yeah, I know. You're, Michael's going to Mike's going to see the studio, and it's going to be the weirdest, uh, the weirdest but coolest sort of catch twenty twenty two of like sitting in the studio, but the view is looking out into the garden. Oh my god! And like mm-hmm. you're like, well, wait a second. Um, yeah, I'm inspired. This is insane, but I will also want to go outside. Like, how am I going to get any work done? <laughs> this is awesome. No, this is this is like you're on the right path, my friend. You are on the right path. This is yeah. this is a dream. That's what you want. I, mm. I, I can see it now. I can see like, you know what? Well, I, I got to admit, the studio has got to be more outdoors. I see it right now, like looms of mic cables going out into the garden. Mm. I'm going to the, the, record the drums in the tea house. Uh, <laughs> I I need some sounds of water. Oh, dude, that's awesome! Yeah, here we go, we could, dude. We could spend a whole day just sampling sounds on your property. Oh, dude, for sure. Yeah, we'll do oh, beats, and beats and bonsai. Oh, goodness, like a natural little uh, amphitheater too. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah, the the property sits down in kind of a bowl, so it sounds Ooh. amazing in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we'll have to do beats and bonsai. Uh, for sure. For sure. Mm. Awesome, man. Well, well um, I don't want to keep you guys uh, too long, but um, I yeah. think I... Oh, oh, wait, Evan, do you have any announcements or anything? For you guys, I mean, for you, Bob, where can they go see your work? That's kind of going to be one of the things for our listeners here. Um, com. Okay. Uh, do you have an Instagram or any other way for people to, uh, um, to check your stuff yeah, out? Yeah, we're on Instagram. Um, I think it's more of Bonsai Nursery. I don't, I don't do it. Yeah, I got, you guys go check out his website. I, I, I explored it before we started talking. You got a really nice setup on there. You got some really nice trees for sale for sure. Um, and then uh, for Tommy, how where can we check you out, Hat? <laughs> Whatever you do, do not Google me. Oh. <laughs> okay. So you'll be, you'll, be there, you'll be there for fucking days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I, I'm not I'm not I only have one if it's true. Uh, yeah. And so put put it this way, I'm not hard to find. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you can find them everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all that. Yeah, yeah. All, oh boy. Just do a little awesome, tinker around. Man. You'll find something, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. You're, you're, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. Dude, that is awesome. Well, uh, I think I speak for all of us from the bottom of our hearts. Um, thank you guys, both of you, for joining us. I know you guys both have crazy schedules, and I know we're all over the country, and so it was a little kind of crazy getting everybody together. So thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. That was super fun. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, if you guys need, if you guys need anything at all, or you have any other questions, uh, just reach out. Otherwise, I'll uh, I'll let you know when the podcast goes live, and you guys can check it out. Okay, y'all have a great week. Bye. Thank you. See you guys. All right. Take care. Bye, everybody.